Welcome to Tenant Men. Welcome to Tenant Men. I'm your host, Steve, and I'm joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? Uh, I'm all right. It's been a. I'm still having some technical difficulties. I'm sure the last episode sounded a little rough. Um, hopefully, I sound better this week. But we're uh, we're get we're, we'll improve. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, keep moving forward. Ca- capturing audio from an inv- inverted human is not easy, folks. <laughs> and uh, last week's episode was not great. This week's episode is a little bit better, and we'll get back to the the standard soon Mm -hmm. this is also i think the most we've ever postponed an episode of recording i should say (laughs) right yeah we haven't recorded yeah between uh that was mostly my fault but yes (laughs) that was entirely my fault but you won't notice because we've got some of these backlogged so we still got we're still two weeks ahead of schedule uh but yeah cool well let's jump into it this is episode 39 Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Uh this show is older than me now. <laughs> oh. Um Yeah, I'll be 39 in a month. So That's right. You're you're old. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I'm inverted, so I'm getting Oh wait, we we've concluded we don't get younger as we were inverted. No, I I think you do. I think you oh, do. Oh, okay. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I think you age in reverse, so you're actually like a crisp 36. <laughs> oh, you better watch out when I'm 17 again. The world better watch out. <laughs> oh, man. Hide your daughters. <laughs> and your sons. And <laughs> um, well, cool. Let's jump into it. Uh, yeah. Actually, I've totally, totally misplaced my notes. And here they are. Yeah. I have a short talking <clears throat> minute, but I got some bombshells. Ooh, can't wait. Blow your mind coming up in the blue team. (laughs) I am at minute marker 3821 to 3921. If you recall from last week, we had that long, continuous clip where we were just kind of like circling Mahir, Neil, and the protagonist. Um, And we're in, we're finishing that, that long, that, that clip goes on for about 45 seconds. And it goes for about one additional second into this new minute, starting at 3821. Uh, and we left off last week with... <laughs> My phone has gone off in every episode. <laughs> A little bit. I am sorry. That's fine. Uh, Mahir says, blow the back, drop it out on the runway, referring to the gold in the airplane, to uh, you know, to drop any suspicion of any other kind of foul play happening. And mm-hmm. Neil responds at 3821, uh, no one will be looking at the building, I guarantee you. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's actually the end of that little scene. Um, so we change oh. scene. We're into... Oh, okay. You're jumping. Okay. Yeah, Not yeah, the yeah. end of your minute. End of no, 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 no. That's the end of that 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 <laughs> little scene. So now we change location. We're in like a hotel room, I think. Uh, it could be like a shared office space. I think it's a hotel room. 
Christopher Nolan was always. I think they have like a sweep. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Balance the yes, save the world. Then we'll balance the books. They're they're living, they're living it up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the the Ritz Carlton of Oslo. (laughs) Um, and the protagonist is talking, and he says the space in the center of the Pentagon is too big. And then we cut to like a blueprint of the the building, and he's pointing to the center. He's like, "There's something he, there's something there. Can't figure it out. It's just not marked." Um, mm. and then Neil exhales, right? And <laughs> Mahir says, "That's 45 seconds." Uh, so oh, you gotta right. you, you gotta just love the multitasking that's happening here, <laughs> where the protagonist is like working on like schematics and logistics for this operation. And Neil is working on his, you know, his breathing technique so that, you know, when, when the thing, when things go down, he'll be able to hold his breath and, and live for what's coming. Yeah. yeah. Is this also when they're like holding the briefcase and walking around and holding their breath? Cause 45 seconds is not a long time to hold your breath. It's not. No. Didn't David Blaine hold his breath for like five minutes? Yeah, like um, Houdini could famously hold his breath for like six minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and it's I've tested it. I could definitely hold my breath for like three minutes if I'm doing very little. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he says that's forty-five seconds. Neil says ample, <laughs> like <laughs> fine. Uh, and then Mahir says, "Won't you be running?" <laughs> Neil's reaction is great. He just like throws his hands up in the air, like I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Like, what do you want from me? Uh, Mir's like, all right. What's happened, happened. happened, Like, I know how this ends. (laughs) I don't die here. (laughs) Uh, That is interesting to think about. What if you knew something's going to happen, but you haven't really, you you aren't also aware of all the little contingencies that happen. So even though you know you make it out, you're still like surprised by little things along the way. (laughs) I don't think he does. Neil does know what's going to happen though, right? Uh, I think he has a vague awareness of what's going to happen, but he doesn't know the, he doesn't have the full script, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He has the outline, but not the script. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Or as a metaphor, not, not that he actually has an outline. Yeah. Um, so then Mihir says, all right, it's your turn talking to the protagonist. And then he starts a, a timer. Um, and he says, start packing. <laughs> so again, more multitasking. I want you to do this breathing exercise for me, but also get your shit together. Cause we got to get going, right? These guys are moving fast. Uh, so then the protagonist walks across the room to like a briefcase and he starts like that, that breathing exercise, which I've, I've seen like divers do, right? It's like, you, yeah. can, you do like lots of, uh, like micro exhales and inhales, yeah, it's like three short breaths. Somebody tried to describe it to me. One Navy SEAL described it to me once, and it's like, I, I might be wrong, but it's like three short breaths in, one long out, or something like that, or maybe it's the inverse. Mm, okay. In order to prepare yourself for a long yeah. dive. Yeah. Exactly. But so he's he's doing that, you know, prepping for, for his timed, you know, uh, breath-holding exercise. Uh, but we don't really get to see that because we cut scene again. Um, so 3849, that whole little exchange lasted less than 30 seconds. Um, 3849, now we cut to the security at the Freeport. Uh, Neil and the protagonist are, you know, in the, the Freeport TSA equivalent line. Their stuff is going through the x-ray scanner. Um, security 
opens up the protagonist's briefcase because uh, I don't think that goes through the X-ray machine, right? Protect the art, uh, but they inspect oh, okay. it by hand. They inspect it by hand, uh, security with like gloves on and stuff to and, make sure. And that will come up later. That will come up later. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, is the yeah, Goya in there? What's in it, there? It is the Goya. Yeah. It's the Goya. It's yeah. the other Goya. I yeah. got stuff to say about that Goya. <laughs> uh, I figured you would. Um, <laughs> Whenever just. Give me a runway whenever you have it. <laughs> I will. Well, I'm almost done actually, and then okay. then, you, then, all, then, then the floor is yours, sir. I see. I see the floor. Um, so we're going through security at the Freeport. We cut back to Mahir on the tarmac, like in, uh, you know, like in the workers, like tarmac workers' clothing. You know, like the mm-hmm. yellow vest and jumpsuit, white jumpsuit, uh, as if he's like one of the guys who who like does the luggage loading for. For an airplane yeah um, he's like a plant in the right in the, right yeah and uh so they get into like a box truck uh and he's got a guy so like he's 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 got a guy he doesn't mm-hmm. work alone he's got he's got a guy um got stuff to say about all this too then we <laughs> we cut we, we're doing lots of cutting back and forth uh not unlike previous minutes here so now we're back into security inspecting the drawing we got, uh, I think his name is Klaus, if I remember. Oh, yeah, uh, Klaus, yeah. Our Norwegian <laughs> friend. He says, gentlemen, if you would, through the detector, please, making a really big deal about security. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he hands Neil his briefcase. And Neil does like this, uh, and he's like, sir, like handing him his briefcase. And Neil does this like little chuckle, which is adorable. Uh, I suggest you go back and watch it, because I bet you didn't he's remember that. a lot of nonverbal acting in this <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. The complete uh, opposite of his Batman performance. Which is yes, yeah. Just, like just a blank slate of a human being, but he's got he's got range. Batman's oh yeah, I saw all, I've seen all the Twilight movies <laughs> with my wife in the theater. Uh, I haven't. Um, <laughs> that's our next step. That's. Um, then Klaus hands uh, pro- the protagonist his briefcase, and we cut again back to Mahir and his guy. Uh, the box—it's like one of those box trucks that like lift up. Very so silent. Be... Your your part here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is all action here. Uh, so the box truck is 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 rising up to to line up with the R seven forty seven, so that they can start loading on what I think is the gold uh, onto this. Or, no, it's food they're loading on. Is it food? Yeah, they're they're in like the craft service. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's already on board. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is the food. Okay, Uh, just standard aircraft stuff. Then (laughs) the potato chips and little bottles of water. How long do you think Mahir's been like doing a nine to five job at this airport? (laughs) No, he's got a he's got another guy where you know it's like, hey, can I can I be you for a day? (laughs) Oh, so that guy's been working at the airport for like four years, waiting for Mahir to give him a call. Yeah, but you just got to, like, Mahir's got guys everywhere, right? Okay. Like, Mahir... Every airport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got workers in, in every airport and, you know, ladies at every mm-hmm. bar in every city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mahir's the guy to know. Um, and we go back to the free port. This is actually the end of my minute now. Uh, oh, okay. Klaus says to the guys who are now in, like, a little waiting area, uh, can I offer you perhaps a coffee, water? 
And that is it. That's the end of my minute. Oh, okay. That brings us Mid, to mid order. Thirty nine twenty one. What's he gonna order? I don't know. Stay tuned, find out next week on Tenement. Okay. So much. <laughs> what so, so much. I see I the floor. What's your problem with uh the Goya this time? Have we ever seen the Goya in somebody's hands? Uh yeah. When we first see it, what is it in? It's uh or is it in a frame? When when Sir Michael Caine <laughs> uh, hands it to the protagonist, that's the first time we see it. It's in a Herod's bag. Yeah, but he takes it out of the Herod's bag, doesn't he? He or just no. opens it. He doesn't touch it. No, I look back. Cause... And then and then Cat takes it out and inspects it, but she's probably wearing gloves, right? Is that when that's during their little date when they jump, right? It's before the date. He's at. Oh, I have to rewatch the date then because he's at. My whole, he's at my the whole theory hinged on it being in the bag when it's handed to him. But it's. Um, but she she takes it out and inspects it when they're at okay. when they're at the studio. Okay, I've been going through Reddit threads. Is there? A, it's a guy with a leaf blower outside my house. That's okay. All right. Um, <laughs> oh. So, Kevin is looking suspiciously out his window. <laughs> I've never seen this guy before. <laughs> I guess it is fall. Makes sense. But um, my point was, I was trying to figure out, I've been doing a lot of Reddit threads about the gold and the Goya. And a lot of people are starting to buy on that there is something either missing from the movie about there being these two things. But a lot of people are also jumping on the train that it is just suspect that there are two of both of these items in in the movie and not being um linked in any in any way so just continuing on but that same um that same thing that i had before i'm not gonna lie i got distracted for a second and i missed what you said <laughs> it's fine it's the same thing i said last time that there's two goyas there's two stacks of gold oh um, yeah in a movie oh. where objects get inverted and they create two things in parallel uh not parallel timelines but in the same timeline there'll be two items one's inverted one's not inverted they exist at the same time um not exactly within the same space but they're both continuing in the same timeline it's suspect to me why there would there would be two MacGuffins that are exactly alike yeah i don't i need to i need to I need to let this this theory marinate a little longer. Uh, I'm not fully bought in. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to craft it. Mostly, my stuff in the Reddit thread has been in comment section where people mm -hmm. are buying in. I want to post a bigger article yeah. myself about it and see what people say. Uh, but so many people. That's my problem. Is so many people have their own stance on what the movie means that they just like no, that's completely illogical. And I'm like, no, there is no. You can't use that phrase <laughs> in this movie because every anything is possible and or not possible. Um, right? Yeah, this is this is the Murphy's law of movies. Actually, no, and, it goes beyond Murphy's law. <laughs> and I was also playing around with the idea. Okay, let's say the gold that Seder has is maybe originally from the tenant organization. Perhaps the plane itself. Mahir is taking over. He's actually taking it over from other tenant agents. Mm. Oh, and man. they're moving the gold that will eventually be buried for Seder. Um, and all of it kind of comes back to this idea of entropy. And I think the um, the Nobel Prize for physics came out to had something to do with 
um, objects entropy, uh, objects that are entangled have opposite entropies, and no matter how far away you get them from each other, they still are predictably intertwined with each other. Something like that. Whatever. I don't know. It's, you know, the the the, out, the 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 internet algorithm is thro throwing a lot of physics stuff at me that I don't completely understand, and then I think it has something to do with tenet. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe these like the the. The stack of gold that we see in the airport scene is the one from Seder scene. And for some reason, it's it's drawn to be in the plot of the movie somehow. Just like the two Goyers are trying to get back together so that they can. Uh, they end can up in a turnstile. <laughs> yeah, and end up in a turnstile together. Like they almost have some sort of agency independent uh, of the outside world. That is, I mean, that's so deep. Uh, <laughs> it really is. And that's not where my mind goes. I think there's just two copies out there and these are two totally separate stacks of gold. But I like, I like what you're thinking. I like it. Yeah. I want to believe it's as crazy as that. Okay. I'm, I'm not paying attention to the time, but I think we have to jump into my minute because I got something that's going to rock you. How's my audio? Because this guy out there. I, I, I can barely hear that. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to. Pretend I don't hear it. It's then. a little, yeah, it's it's not bad. Okay. All right. So you are just entering the airport scene. Guess where I am? Oh my gosh. Are you finishing the airport scene? I am walking out of the airport scene. That's pretty technically, wild. I, I technically, like, I am walking into it. Me, uh, in the context of the way I'm viewing this movie in reverse, I'm going into my airport scene. Uh, the protagonists and Neil have just exited. Um, and we start um, with the ambulance driving away with the uh, fiery um, building and plane crash behind them. Firemen. I... Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, it actually, I, I, when you said you were going to, you had something that was going to rock me, I thought. This like, is okay. it. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's coming. That's not, this is, well, but like, You've already you've already blew my mind a little bit. The fact that like yeah. I'm entering the airport as you exit the airport, and we kind of like I started and you like the where you started in the movie and where I started in the movie is a little bit arbitrary. But we yeah. still we keep having these like I like that we keep having these uh, dark side of the moon Wizard of Oz moments, right? And this is this just feels like another one of those. But you said you have something that's even more mind blowing, and now I, I'm at just, the edge of my seat. I can't wait. Just let let's let this go on a little bit. Maybe maybe that would be it. <laughs> maybe the next the, the thing I have planned won't blow your mind. But we'll let's get into the scene. So the ambulance is driving away, buildings on fire, plane, firemen running to the fire, ambulance driving away. When they cut to the reverse shot where we see the ambulance driving away, I love this part. We see Neil and the protagonist inverted running inverted running away from the scene as well, <laughs> running towards running backwards towards the container ship they came from earlier in the scene. So I yeah. thought that was, I, I had never really caught that before. <laughs> it's <laughs> Just, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so quick. Yeah. Um, next we cut to them driving past all the gold scattered on the runway. <laughs> and I watched this a couple of times cause I love like the, the, the actors are the background actors are doing a great job because there's a couple of security guards and then there's a couple of guys like on the flight line who are wandering around. And there's one cop who's like, or one security guard who's like pointing at somebody going, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, 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 
and then the guy just drops it drops it in one of the pieces of gold from his jacket uh so that's great that it just drives by um and then we cut to inside the ambulance and uh neil moves from the back and into the front next to the protagonist um, we have a very short piece of dialogue here, uh, but this is how it goes. The protagonist says, you knew it was me coming out of the vault. Why didn't you say? And then the, Neil very nonchalantly goes, hmm, that's a lot to explain when somebody's put a, about to put a bullet in their own brain. <laughs> the protagonist says, but afterwards. Yeah, again, very nonchalant, very casual, just kind of chilling out with his buddy. Neil says, uh, with things the same, I knew you'd be okay. What's happened, happened. If I told you, you'd act differently. Who knows? The policy is to suppress. The protagonist says, whose policy? <laughs> And then this is kind of a weird turn for this conversation where the protagonist is kind of like, and he's kind of interrogating Neil's motives throughout their entire friendship. And uh, the and uh, Neil looks at him, grins, and says, ours, my friend. And then like gives him like this big, like hearty handshake across the, across the ambulance cab. And then he go. Then after the little buddy moment where they both kind of like smile at each, knowingly at each other, they both kind of like now the protagonist is like in on it. Like, okay, yeah, you you knew I'd be okay, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a very quick turn. <laughs> this is this is like the power of Neil's influence, right? Because he's like, uh oh, I got to change the atmosphere in this in this ambulance really fast, otherwise he's gonna kick me out the door. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's questioning why I didn't stop him from murdering himself. Yeah, <laughs> Which is, yeah. yeah. So, let's just be happy that, you know, you know, mission, come on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Mission accomplished. Let's, let's, let's celebrate. <laughs> but you didn't kill yourself. So yeah, you're all right. I'm all right. She's all right. We're all doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now here's the last line of my scene. Tell me if you've heard this before. So after they do the hearty handshake, they're smiling at each other. He goes, we're the people that saved the world from what might have been. Yes. Okay. Well, wait, are you asking if I've heard that line before? Have you heard that line? Where else in the script have you heard that line? Does, uh, what's her name say it? Priya? No. No? Uh... I don't know. Who says it? Does Sater say it? Okay. Just to finish off the scene, it, we cut then to the ambulance being parked in an empty parking garage. We go to the interior of the back where Neil is checking on Kat. And then we have my next scene. So that ends my minute. Wow. Okay. That's okay. short, really short, like a short minute. <laughs> mm -hmm. At the very end of the movie, right after our famous line that we end every podcast with <laughs> it's uh, we then switch to um the the school uh the school gates where cat picks up her son right and we pick up a voiceover the first line of the voiceover we're the people that saved the world from what might have been mm. Mm. then he continues on so 
in my reading of this, this voiceover comes from this moment in the movie. We don't see it. Oh, I see what you're saying. And at the end, the protagonist is recalling this conversation where Neil told him, a, like, basically the mission statement of Tenet. You know, we're the people that saved the world from what might have been. And then he goes on to, um, the world will never know what could have happened. And even if they did, they wouldn't care because nobody cares about the bomb that didn't go off, just the one that did. But it's the bomb that didn't go off, the danger nobody knew was real. That's the bomb with the real power to change the world. Yeah, that's deep. So, wow. So that this is the moment I was planning to blow your mind with. Actually, so like that, and that also just leads up to the the sequel, uh, Oppenheimer. <laughs> no, then it's not. People always think that no one's going to do some sort of a switcheroo on us. People thought Tenet was going to be a sequel to Inception. Inception. People thought they also thought Tenet was going to be like some weird DC property. Oh, really? There was stuff on it. They thought, who did they think? They thought it was going to be a Green Lantern. Oh, wow. And because uh, uh, John uh, John David Washington would make a good um, uh, John, John Stewart, I think is the name of the black green lantern in dc i'm not a dc guy um but he's not there's, there's no switcheroo coming from him <laughs> and he's i don't think he's ever going back to um properties not of his own uh i don't know about that maybe maybe i, I don't know right i don't want to speak to that yeah but... since batman he's never done a script he hasn't written or has yeah. been a major hand in and prior to that, he hasn't really. I, th I think. I think uh, insomnia. He didn't write, but that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, I would. He, he's proven himself. He's doing his own thing. He could do whatever he wants, but like maybe he'll want to do another Batman one day in like ten years. After... Uh, I don't think he's going back to the Batman world. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <Nah>. Um. <laughs> I could see a sequel coming out of this more than anything else. I don't see a sequel. I don't see a sequel to this. I don't see. I. You can't we've poked too many holes in it. How do you like untangle the mess that this movie has made? You can't. <laughs> hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Zeb Washington comes back as old man, old man protagonist. I do love that actually. Filled with regrets. <laughs> and he has to recruit a young Neil who is still just Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Yeah, because he could stay the same. There are some like I like the the bomb talk track. Uh, the it bomb. makes a lot more sense now because it's like, wait, wh where is this voiceover coming from? This this guy's dead. <laughs> well, I just I also just like it in the in the, in the larger Christopher Nolan context because like it it doesn't it's not leading to the movie Oppenheimer like in the movie no. like the plot of Tenet isn't like you know spilling over but thematically you can just see Christopher Nolan yeah. is really into like this concept of the bomb that that didn't go off and the bombs that did and he's going to tell us that story next so like there's an overarching Nolan theme here even though like the movies aren't going to cross pollinate in any way you know what I mean yeah, and he's done Dunkirk. Like, if he didn't do Dunkirk, I'd say, yeah. well, he's never done a historical 
right. epic, a historical drama. Um, but he has now. He did a fully historical event. Not his best movie, but he's done that. So maybe going to a biopic is interesting territory for him, but not completely out of his wheelhouse. Right. All right. Well, yeah. thank you all for listening to the Ten of Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review on whatever service you found us on. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friend.